0: We worked with them on just establishing their association, working with them on recruitment and helping them really try to negotiate a better agreement for franchisees across the board. So it was not easy at first, of course, because usually franchisors buck the system when franchisees come to the AFD, but eventually new ownership actually had taken place and the franchisor recognized the value that the association was bringing to the table. They recognized that they wanted a mutually respectful relationship, that they were looking to work collaboratively with home office and build a better franchise agreement that was going to bring in more franchisees into their brand.
1: Welcome to the Infinite Franchisee Show, where every franchisee meets infinite possibilities. Here, you will discover the executive level strategies needed to overcome the overwhelm, concentrate on explosive growth activities, and capture the life of your dreams with me, April Porter. I am an attorney, a former award winning multi unit franchisee, and a number one international best selling author on a mission to help franchisees achieve infinite success. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Franchisee Show. I'm April Porter, your host, an attorney, a former award winning multi unit franchisee, a number one international best selling author, and the CEO of Ask April Porter, where we fill the franchise gap between what the franchisor gives you and what you need to be successful, increasing your profits, building a team, and scaling into multiple locations. Today, I'm very excited to have an amazing guest with us, Amy Mancuso, who is the executive director at the American Association of Franchisees and Dealers. In her position, she has to wear many hats. She has to be adaptable as well as a team player in every sense of the word. As the executive director, one of her key responsibilities is membership. This includes being responsible for acquiring new members, developing recruitment strategies to grow membership, as well as focusing on retention and engagement. In addition to membership, Amy is an integral part of the executive leadership team and is instrumental in the day-to-day operations of the organization. And today, Amy is going to be educating all of us on what an independent Association is for franchisees and how it can actually help enhance the franchisee experience. So without further ado, welcome, Amy.
0: Thank you, April, and good morning, everybody.
1: Good morning. So we are, how long have you been with the American Association of Franchisees and Dealers?
0: I've been with them about five and a half years.
1: Okay. And just So that everybody knows what we're talking about. That's probably the only time we're going to refer to it in the long name. (laughs) We all call it the AAFD, right? That's great. All right. So can you give everyone just a little bit of background on the AAFD itself?
0: Sure. So the AAFD was created about, we are actually in our 30th year getting ready to celebrate our 30th anniversary in May. We were... Created by, in part, uh, Perpin, who is our chairman and CEO and co-founder, who is also a franchise attorney himself, he and some law partners some time ago, about 30-something years ago, had recognized that franchisees did not have an association that was looking out for their best interests. So most people know the IFA, which is the International Franchisors Association. And one of their clients, a franchisee, went to them one day and said, hey, what about us? Like, who's looking out for us? So, it was at that point in time that Bob and a few other partners had formed the AAFD. And fortunately, they did because we have helped hundreds, if not thousands, of individual franchisees really work to establish a more collaborative and fair relationship with their franchisor. So, we've had a lot of great successes in doing so. And, you know, we are always looking forward to helping other franchisees along the way, as well as working with franchisors to help them understand what a more fair and balanced relationship really can be
1: okay so obviously for well we know that one of the biggest ways that you all do this is through independent franchise associations can you explain what an independent franchisee association is
0: Sure. So the independent associations, those are formed when a group of franchisees come together and they want to form their own independent association. It's different than if your franchisor goes to you and says, I'm going to create a franchisee advisory council. The advisory council is often run by and created by the franchisor and works their agenda. Whereas a franchisee association is run by the franchisees. It gives franchisees a more powerful way to improve um, the way your franchisor treats you. And it really gives you an opportunity to have a better collaborative and more fair and balanced relationship. And it helps level the playing field. So the independent association is something that you own as franchisees, as a collective body of within a specific brand. Whereas your FAC or your Franchisee Advisory Council is really controlled by your franchisor.
1: And I can attest to that because I actually served on both the Franchise Advisory Council for my brand and as the president of our independent association. And for our listeners out there and for our audience, there is a very distinct difference. When we would have our independent association meetings, we were able to talk about... Well, one, we were able to be an or have an organized discussion with franchisees and really talk about, okay, what is going on right now in our businesses? What's going on in the brand? What's going on in the economy? What's going on in the country? What's going on in the world? How is it affecting our day-to-day operations? And what do we need from the or to be more successful? so that we could approach them and get what we needed. So we could at least request what we needed. When I was on the Franchise Advisory Council, what would happen is the franchisor would bring topics, items to us, and explain that they were, quote, thinking about doing something and what were our thoughts. And if we expressed negative thoughts or thoughts that were objections, if we had objections to some of the plans, usually we were met with defensiveness by the franchisor. And that was because they'd already decided to do it. And they just wanted our stamp of approval so that they could go back to the franchisees and say, well, your franchise advisory council voted on this as well. And then many times we were asked to make decisions that had no bearing whatsoever on really the franchisee's profitability or quality of life, such as we got the privilege of voting for which color t-shirt would be sold. Right. So it was like totally ridiculous, you know, waste of time decision making on the Franchise Advisory Council, whereas in our independent association, we were working on things that would bring more profitability and a better quality of life to the franchisees of the brand. Mm -hmm. So do you see that most of your association's are formed by disgruntled franchisees or maybe franchisees with questions or franchisees that are thriving in their brand? What is, what's most common?
0: So most times people come to us in a time of crisis. So they are dealing with something happening within their franchise brand That doesn't really seem copacetic to them. So whether it's they're being bought by a private equity firm or there's changes going on within the system itself, maybe at a management level, maybe they are feeling that there is there's lack of transparency. They're being forced to pay royalties. The marketing fund is always a big issue. So a lot of times people, franchisees just don't have a place to turn. And that is oftentimes when they will come to the AFD and find us and seek our help because they just don't really know what else to do. But they don't always have to form, you know, when there is a time of crisis, but I would say probably 95% of the time that is what happens when they do. And, you know, and then we just, we work with them on, you know, setting up their, association and working through some of those issues. And really at the end of the day, we just, we are stressing to the franchisees that you have a better opportunity when you come together as a body of group of individuals in a common voice to really effectively try to work and change within your brand.
1: Right. And we found that in our brand too, because many times when we would individually speak with our franchise business coaches about an issue we were having, we would get a response back where they would say, oh, we haven't heard that before. You're the only one that seems to have that issue. But yet when we're talking amongst ourselves, everyone had that issue, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're able to band together and say, no, no, we're aware that there's at least 100 franchisees having the same issue and it needs to be addressed, it carries a lot more weight and a lot more power to actually make something happen within the brand. Exactly. So can you give us an example of some great things that have been accomplished by associations, you know, with the help of the AAFD?
0: Sure. So one that's actually pretty fresh, and I'm sure most people have probably read about it. It's been in the news quite some time, but the Burger M brand. So just recently, as of March, actually, March 2021, we had published an article that the California Department of Finance and Protection and Innovation, which is the organization that's responsible for uh, regulating California franchise law. They had issued an unprecedented claim against the Burger M franchisees assessing more than $4 million plus fines and ordering a full rescission and restitution for more than 1,500 Burger M franchisees. So what had happened with them was their franchisor was... Taking on franchisees for about two years. And um, I think he, the article states that he had collected monies for more than about 1,500 Burger franchisees, but only actually opened about 130 stores. So now you have, you know, close to a thousand plus people that are wondering what happened to my money. So in December of 2019, a group of these Burger franchisees came to the AFD. And I got to know them very well. And it was really a heartbreaking story, as you can imagine, life savings gone. And then they have no franchise to speak of. So they formed with us rather quickly. And they were also working with one of our esteemed legal line attorney members, David Levitin, who also worked with them as well in conjunction with working with the AFD. And we helped them form as an independent owners association we worked with them on getting a lot of their franchisees who are all in the same boat together. Collectively as a group, we worked with them. So here we are, you know, a year and a half later, and they have finally been able to get some resolve because of the work that between David and the work with the AFD and them coming to us has really helped them out tremendously. So, and it's been stated that they feel that this award, which I don't think the California state has ever awarded such a large case like this, but they did feel that it was in part because this group of people came to the AFD to seek our help. And more than that, I think because they banded together and it was a group of people, not everybody just accepting what had happened to them. So it was really hard for anybody to ignore what was going on with that brand. So that's been one of our more notable cases and as of lately. So, And we've had some great successes with other brands. Uh, Griswold Home Care is probably one of our poster childs for franchisees and franchisors. And I say that because the Griswold company, you know, privately held, had been run by the family for many, many years. And then I think it was in 2014, they sold to a private equity firm. And so... Uh, that changed the game. It changed the game for the franchisees and the franchisor was, they just were not seeing eye to eye. So a group of people came to, a small group came to the AAFD and sought our help. And we worked with them on just establishing their association, working with them on recruitment and helping them really try to negotiate a better agreement for franchisees across the board. So it was, not easy at first, of course, because usually franchisors buck the system when franchisees come to the AAFD. but eventually new ownership actually had taken place and the franchisor recognized the value that the association was bringing to the table. They recognized that they wanted a mutually respectful relationship, that they were looking to work collaboratively with home office and build a better franchise agreement that was going to bring in more franchisees into their brand. So we actually Griswold Care has been awarded the Franchisor of the Year award by the AFD for two years because of the changes that they had made in their franchise agreement. And Griswold, to this day is still one of our most active members. And while they're not dealing with disgruntled issues and, you know, they're not fighting with their franchisor, but they continually use us as a sounding board and a place where they can continue to gain strength for themselves, as well as have a platform to make sure that they are continually being in a more fair and balanced relationship.
1: I think that's so important to note that just because your franchise isn't in a contentious relationship with your franchisor, that doesn't mean you don't need an association. One of the biggest benefits I found as a franchisee in having an association was that it gave us an opportunity and a platform to really gather together and bounce off of each other as franchisees, not just what was you know, a challenge, but also things that are going really well. Best practices, mm-hmm. that was some of the best things that we shared with each other was somebody had done a great local marketing campaign, and bam, we could spread that amongst each other and all benefit from it. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, psh. I don't need an association because I love my franchisor. Well, that's great, but how easy is it for you to communicate with your other franchisees? Do you have a directory? Because we were never given a directory and I found that many franchisors don't really want franchisees communicating with each other. They want everything coming up the chain instead of talking amongst each other. But there's so much value in talking to your fellow franchisees. So that's a huge benefit as well.
0: I agree. If I could just um to add to that point, because I, I do think it's important to stress that. And we have a lot of groups that have now, because they didn't know each other, so now they work together and they've implemented onboarding programs within their businesses because they learned from each other about what works and what doesn't work. So they've implemented programs and their franchisor has embraced those for programs. And one of our groups, their franchisor actually relies on them to onboard new franchisees, as well as keep educating the existing franchisees, because they hold monthly town hall meetings for their members and their prospects. So it's, it's really not just always in the disgruntled area that a franchise association is very valuable. So I just thought that was important.
1: Yeah, I think it's very important. So if a franchisee group, if a group of franchisees came to the AAFD and said, hey, we think we want to form an association, what kind of assistance can they expect from the AAFD versus doing it just on their own and say, hey, we'll have monthly meetings and what do we need to join the AAFD for?
0: That's a great question and it gets asked of me all the time. So part of what we do is we are your administrative support and that's one of the bigger pieces because you all have a business to run and we understand that and appreciate that. So we take care of the administrative detail that really comes along with running an effective association. So everything from scheduling meetings to minutes to managing membership, collecting membership dues, having a CRM system, we do your communications for you. We also help you establish your bylaws, which is going to be your governing body for running your association. And that's really important. You want to make sure that it is a legit organization and there are rules to it that you set, not that we set. We are not dictatorial in our practices. We also have an extensive leadership team that has over 30 years of experience of doing this. So we provide our guidance and our strategic planning with you in terms of developing short and long-term roadmaps, we have a lot of access to other resources that you can take advantage of as an association member. So whether you need access to a great attorney to have your franchise agreement reviewed, or maybe there's a dispute that you want to have a further look at, you have an opportunity to work with one of our attorneys for a discounted rate, or we can help put you in touch with another attorney if you so choose. We also have an extensive supplier program that a lot of our franchisee members can take advantage of to not help just your association as a whole, but also your own individual business. So as an individual business owner, maybe you need business services to help run your business. So we have the ability to offer that to you. Probably one of the big things too is because we are a national not-for-profit trade association, our chapters roll up under us as part of our organization. So you have a tax exemption status that you can take advantage of. So joining under the AAFD is probably the most cost-effective and efficient way to really start as an, as, as an independent association. You don't have to incorporate. You don't have to come into LLC and file your own tax returns, which can be costly and a big headache probably for a lot of people that are trying to run a business. So those are just some of the key things. And just again, having in one, one of the, I think, underwhelming opportunities is to network with 12, 1300 other franchisee members who are like you. And regardless of your brand, your Issues are generally the same when we can connect our members with each other to learn from one another and network together and be resources for each other. It is tremendous. I see it all the time. I am, you know, I am networking with, if I have, you know, I had somebody in Service Master who needed someone to help with their costs. So I connected them with someone from our expense reduction analyst chapter. And so it's, you know, it's that opportunity that you might not be able to have if you were out on your own trying to manage an effective association. Right.
1: Well, I think you guys do an awesome job. It's a very much needed service and all of your franchisees are very lucky to have you. I know that I know every person on your team and they're all fantastic. So I want to thank you so much, Amy, for spending some time with us today to educate everybody on what an... Franchise Association is and how it can help franchisees improve their profitability, quality of life, and their experience as a franchisee. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and we hope that we're doing all that we can for our franchisees out there.
1: Of course. And so if you're interested in learning more about the AAFD, we're going to have a link to their services in our show notes. So you can check it out there. And you can also join our Franchisee Infinite Success Facebook group, where we go live every week with another business lesson that builds on top of the podcast we're doing right now. And this is one way that we support franchisees that do not have associations. And then we can also help you reach the right people if you feel like you need an association. So those links are in the show notes until next time we are wishing all of you infinite success. Do you love the infinite franchisee show? I'd love to hear from you. Take 60 seconds and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. It is such a small thing that can help so many other franchisees and entrepreneurs find us, and then they can discover infinite possibilities too. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next time, remember, there are infinite opportunities to grow your business and reach the sanity, wealth, and gratitude you deserve. So don't ever settle for anything less than infinite success.